selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Celebrity Book Club. Hello, I'm Stephen Kojo Karu of People Magazine here at the VH1 Emmys pre-show awards sponsored by Charmin. And we are talking to all the celebrities. That's right, the primped and the pulled and the tucked. Uh-oh, here comes Nicole Kidman. Nicole, Nicole, Nicole! What's it like being married to Tom Cruise? Oh, hello. Um... Wonderful. Can't complain. <laughs> that acerbic Australian wit. I love it. Who are you wearing? This is actually a uh, L'Enfant. It's um, from 1948. Thank you, Nicole. Good luck. Good luck. Get out of here. Oh, my God. It's Angie Harmon. Angie, ah. I love you. Ah. Ah. Um, who are you wearing, honey? Oh, my God. Stop it. Angie, you're going to be in my wedding, and I'm going to make a handbag out of you. Uh, I'm wearing Roberto Cavalli everything because I'm obsessed. Why do you look so good? I wish you were my oh mom. Oh, my God. Stop it. I look disgusting. <laughs> okay. You and me are doing shots of vodka later. I love you, Angie. Love you, Steven. Aww. Oh, my God. Look who it is. Vern Troyer. Hey, Vern. Congratulations on the new Austin Powers movie. Hey, Derek Zoolander. <laughs> Hey, Vern, tell me, are you getting a lot of ladies post-Austin Powers? Oh, I'm getting so much pussy. I bet you know a lot about that. Yeah, I certainly do. Talk to my cat about it. Wait, Vern, okay, out of all the celebrities here, who do you want to bang? Starting with the list, Hillary Swank, number one. Number two, Renee Zellweger. Number three, Heather Graham. Number four, Jennifer Lopez. I love her. Isn't she hot? She is a hot, slutty little lady, and I'd, I totally get it. I wouldn't mind waking up next to her and Hillary Swank. Damn, that jawline could cut glass. Hello. Okay, wait, Vern, Vern, please, before you go, who are you wearing? I'm wearing Bill Blass 
And yes, I got it tailored. <laughs> All right, get out of here, Vern. <laughs> I'm Stephen Kojokaru, live from the VH1 2002 Emmy Pre-Show Awards presented by Charmin. When we come back, Jennifer Connelly and Tom Green. Stick around. at the door. It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, best friend! <laughs> you look deadly today. <laughs> you look amazing. You took my breath away. I said, who is that Grecian goddess? And let me tell you, your outfits haven't always been amazing. I remember in 1985, you were wearing polyester collars, fur made of old dogs. Honey, my outfit was so flammable, the Coast Guard had to put a warning up. What is up, my friend Stephen Phillips Horse? We are back in the studio after our crazy, crazy, crazy West, West, West Coast, Coast tour. tour. Which you'll be hearing about in the VIP lounge, which is now on Friday. Friday. Yeah, we're going to talk all about Honestly, the craziness that went down in San Francisco and Los Angeles give you sort of some real dirt on the underbelly. Yeah, which you didn't see at the live shows. Which is a lot. Yeah. You didn't hear about the people we met. The people we fucked. The hotel rooms we went to. The updated motor lodges that we stayed at. And there were multiple. (laughs) But we're not here to talk about San Francisco. We're going back to basics, you know? With the, with the with the book today, I know we're go, we're reading a book that's in many ways sort of a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a mirror of like the careers we hope to have, and I think now are we kind of are having <laughs> are having it in you know different media, the media of today, and also this is a book that definitely we've been passing back and forth. No, this dog-eared Oof. copy. We we only have one because. Again, we you know our Patreon <laughs> subscriber base is not large enough that we can always afford a book for a each new of us. Book, no. Yeah, so sometimes we have to just go for the old tattered copy. You know, as we say, what what's on the bookshelf right now? Yeah. Anyway, what book are we talking about this week? Of course, none other than <laughs> none other. Really, <laughs> none, none other. other. Really, you're not. Then Red, Red Carpet, Carpet Diaries: by Confessions by... of a Glamour Boy. Subtitle. By Stephen Kojokaru. Stephen Kojokaru, <laughs> if you don't remember because you're not a sort of washed <laughs> millennial, you might not remember if this. If you didn't grow up on AOL, flare jeans, and Tamagotchis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you don't remember the frozen yogurt craze of 2002, <laughs> you might not remember this red carpet fixture. Maven. Um, Just like kind of like one of the first like, kind of insane faggots to get like to be on national television. Yeah, to really land, you know, before you're Ross Matthews. Yeah. And you're Tan Francis. Before they were a dime of dozen. And he's obviously way more insane than Ross or Tan. Yeah. Carson Cressley is like calm compared to Stephen Kojukaro. Yeah. So he was um like an at one like an at large West Coast editor for People magazine. His titles are so amazing with job. It's like <laughs> one and it's like he was a contributor for us, but like they didn't rehire him. 
Yeah, and he's always just like, I was like the second or like the fourth stringer on an article for people when he writes that one sentence about Jennifer Tilly, and it's just a quote. <laughs> yes, from, the Tilly quote. From Tilly. <laughs> just, and just her being like, and I chose this dress because it was blue and I love the color blue. The other thing he did was like he was, um, he was on Jones, like iconic show, Fashion Police and did her red carpet reviews. He did red with carpet her. reviews. Well, yeah, let's get but that's like you probably Later. you know him from being like random and random. red carpet. Random and red carpet. And you know, and this again, this was in Joan Rivers era when they actually had like sassy people. They actually had real sassy red carpet commentary cuz now it's just like Kristen Cavallari and like Juliana Rancic being so psycho and like Adderall pilled and just being like, what are you wearing? That's amazing. Oh my God, I love your movie. Oh my God, I love that new movie. Oh, yes, like, yes, um, Lupita Nyong'o, you look incredible. I'm obsessed with your TV show. Can't wait to see what you do next. Goodbye. And they're just like freaking out and like, there's no, and it's all like so positive and they never criticize like anyone. And also like, let's be honest, stars all dress kind of boring now. Thank you. Right. Like no one, there's not even really a need for that like Us Weekly back page that's like, (laughs) where did she get that at like the cat? I mean, they're still obviously <laughs> yes. doing fashion police in us and like doing like who and it's or like what Ariana star. Grande like wearing just like a puffy like silver piece, and they're like, "What was she thinking in the like spaceship?" Yeah, it's always <laughs> just like, uh, "Sorry, you're supposed to put tin foil on food, not on your body." <laughs> it's mostly just puns. Stephen Gojikaro, who I didn't realize is Romanian. Yeah, <laughs> Romanian Canadian. Romanian Canadian. <laughs> so his parents are. Um, um, like Romanian Jewish, like his mother was just like Bucharest is the Paris of Romania, <laughs> yeah. and she moved to Israel, where she met his old Romanian father, and she snagged that hunk of meat, and like, but always, like she had another boyfriend or something, and he was like, and she ditched him for my. She dad. was dating this guy Larry, who was a rat exterminator in Tel Aviv oh, right. or like Haifa, <laughs> and he was like the, the exterminator of Haifa, and then she would always threaten like when they got in a fight just being like I could have been with Larry and then her dad is like well then you'd smell like rat poison all day (laughs) just sounds like a charming you You know know, total like old married couple old married couple old Jewish Montreal Israel Romanian Israel Romanian and he's always making fun of just like the Romanian diaspora in Montreal (laughs) he's just like I was at Ruby Foo's for my bar mitzvah like pre-dinner and it was just like so many sturdy Romanian women with chin hair (laughs) and like the most massive bosoms you've ever seen just like each tit was bigger than an airplane hanger (laughs) the way this book is written is really iconic and just like absolutely completely insane from the start it's so conversational in the terry hatcher way but also is written in just like crazy gay speak yeah it's just like crazy gay like i was puny olive oil with arms and legs the width of dental floss homely didn't begin to cover it just like everything is this like slightly dated reference that's like really um one-liner yeah, it's all like zingers, and which you know goes to the old Borscht Belt Romanian yes. Jewish comedic no, no, no. circuit. Well, and you know, the, his parents love Seinfeld. Yeah, and he kind of 
it looks like Jerry Seinfeld a little bit in the 80s when he yes. before he just like permanently starts flat ironing his hair <laughs> right. and becomes basically this book is like secretly just about what happens when you become addicted to flat ironing your hair. And you have a little bit of experience with that. I did, you... but I like I walked away from the flat iron, although very occasionally before an like... event you always see me like grabbing the flat yeah, iron. Yeah, I always see you like before our show in LA, you were like, <laughs> I just hear you scream, Where's Maddie's flat iron? And it's just like, we don't have the time for you to burn your hair right now. And all of a sudden, it's like the barbecue scent starts wafting. Into the- no, it's this weird thing that I share because like, well, okay, A, I am like part Jewish randomly. And as I well, recently found, like my grandmother, my dad's side, like revealed so that she was a quarter Jewish. You're, oh, right. And you find it finally made sense. They do. And I was also raised in Newton, which is like a Jewish suburb. And I think there's something in the water. And as I also found out recently, I'm like literally Ukrainian. So fuck Putin. And, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and it was like my great grandfather actually like um, moved to Odessa. But Odessa is also like this very kind of like Jewish comedy town I read on some article once. Okay, we need to tour there. (laughs) But I think that, you know, so that sort of sense of humor, I think, is definitely passed down and it's in the culture and it's in the greater Montreal, the bedroom community. Right, it also sounds very, that can be like so many insane dressmakers and also he was going to the mall, like... He would. Okay, this is his shopping was so. It was so psycho gay, and I'm just like, is this? I I mean, the way that the whole book was just like, I'm reading my own (laughs) memoir, where it was just like, and I loved going shopping with my mom at Elizabeth Hager. Right, and and he would bet, and he'd be like. Oh no, don't take me to the Southern Montreal Mall today. That's the last thing I want to do. And then you would be with his mom and just be like, Mom, you need to try a cigarette pan. Oh, yeah, Ma- yeah. Mom, <laughs> you need to try a shift dress. Mom, slits don't work for you. Mom, you need to like wear things. And this goes back to one of my, you know, one of my grand philosophical theories, which is that like, you know, gay men learn at a very young age that our sole purpose on this planet is to get women to buy things. And it's like, <laughs> and the first woman we start with is our mother. Right. And then it continues and, like, you know, we go on to work in branding and advertising. <laughs> and you tell, right, styling, styling branding, advertising, interior design. Screaming at women, whether it's through text, through ad, through commercial, to buy something, to change something. Yeah. I mean, cut to us. Mark Jacobs. <laughs> Mark. Mark Jacobs. No, cut Mark to by me, Mark. Mark to be having an absolute gay panic meltdown on Newbury Street as a 17-year-old. And you screaming at me that I needed to try on a boho skirt because like, <laughs> all the popular girls were wearing boho skirts. And you were like, just try it on. Why are you being so resistant? <laughs> and I was just like, I just know boho skirts aren't for me. And you're like, just fucking try it on! <laughs> Straightened hair, your face is fully orange. You have like no, makeup coming to, up on was, your kimonos. I was going to planet bronze every day and then putting bronzer like on top of my acne, rubbing off on the kimono, hair fried to within an inch of its life. It was so Montreal of us. But the irony of me throwing you in those boho skirts was that at that time your gender was like pencil skirt. And you it were was not. No, you were no, like wearing your 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 checkered mini skirt and your alpha skirt that you made. So you were being I was like skirt. Yes, I had some skirts. You were, but they were. And like I punk. was seeing how constricted your movement was in those shirts. And I thought, Are you calling me fat? No. <laughs> it's just those shirts don't. Those skirts don't allow a lot but of they leg were movement. Like, right. Like I and was... I get that those were punk, but I was thinking, I wish that she could just roam freely. <laughs> 
You want to be more of a hippie? Big boho skirt. Huge boho skirt. It would just bring you so much joy if we could stomp into the junior semi-semi. You'd be like, yeah, that's right. My lesbian friend. My lesbian friend can move. Can move in this huge skirt. And, like, the way also some of his clothes. So he starts, like... The, what I really related to is his other fashion moment where, again, it's like nothing changes. He would beg his parents to take him to Plattsburgh, which is like a town really upstate that I've stayed at in a, a motor lodge once. <laughs> like an old-timey Howard Johnson's. Oh, wait, fab. And it was so like and it's big like, old Chevy in the front permanently parked there. And it's screaming for like a Junified right It's now? screaming. And it is like almost in Canada. So it's screaming for a Junified. Wow. Um, anyway, he begged like his parents take him to Plattsburgh to buy like cowboy boots and it's like you just go through those same things and if you are like wanting to shop you go through western wear you go for work wear and then he wanted to buy like chambray prison shirts well, well, and then he was like <laughs> and I got all of the popular girls in my high school like he quickly moved on to becoming the stylist for the whole high school who was like I would get everyone to be like well now we have to wear overalls like railroad overalls and we would go to workwear stores yeah and like buy all these vintage overalls he also was he so was doing you... stoleware di- like stolen dickies valor like before literally any of for, for all for all of us yeah and begging to like go on this like road trip to a random town be like just take me i need the boots i need like the dickies it's also classic like he was d-list and then he like suddenly the popular girl finally decided to like him. She anointed him. Yeah, I mean, Shari. This is, <laughs> and this is so me and Arabella, listener of the pod, where it was like, and now I'm remembering the one time when we went to France on the French trip and Arabella was like, she was like, I have to get boxing shoes. Because what just are like, boxing shoes? They're like, they're like sneakers that are like strappy, that have like Oh my God, so wait, I remember, remember her wearing this? boxing shoes. And we like trolled Paris looking for boxing for like, shoes. like, oh, boxing stores? Right, and like... it became also my mission. I was just like, we need to get Arabella boxing shoes! <laughs> and we were like stomping the Champs-Elysees, like looking for shoes, and like ended up getting these shoes that weren't like, they were kind of like a modest boxing shoe, like they like, were not fully up to no. It like, wasn't calf. like such an like even like that like calf high. It was just like you know lower calf like ankle high boxing shoe. Which reminds me of another really alternative mid two thousand. Say it with me, millennial trend <laughs> is to like was to wear bowling shoes, like to steal bowling shoes in the bowling alley. I feel like that was very my high school. That sounds very your high school. Yeah, just being like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stole these from Lansing Games. What? <laughs> I mean, my high school was too preppy, so like people would not be going to bowling alleys because that's like just <laughs> no, too just fucking sketchy. I mean, bowling alleys are like inherently indie because they're yeah, retro. They're retro, so you can like used to be able to smoke there. How about us? Right, and you sit there and smoke cigarettes and talk shit, and like you're not invited to the popular party, so you have to go to a bowling alley. Which is badass, a space, a space where you can be accepted. Weren't you, like, on the bowling team? I joined a bowling team and only went twice, and then the bowling... But you, like, still put it on your college resume or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still put it on my resume today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it got too intense, and, of course, it was also at 9 a.m., and I was just like, well, I don't totally need to do this. Um... Just to finish up his popular thing, then he like got... He became friends with the popular girl, but then, like, got back at the popular girl and, like took her down a notch because she bullied some, like, poorer girl for, like, wearing her hand-me-downs. 
But then he like was friends with her. I feel like he was like she thought like she was a bully. But I'm then, just saying that's classified. He like played them, but like still was friends with both of them and like yeah, was just like friends with all the girls and wanted to be a girl because he's a gay guy. Obviously, this whole book is like him being an insane faggot. But in the very beginning, when he's talking about how, how Donatella put a cigarette out of my fur coat. <laughs> So now would be a good time to head on to the balcony of this temple where Donatella and the other nicotine junkies are squeezed <laughs> together. She's standing beside me, sucking on a cigarette and speaking with her hands to minions. I don't interrupt, preferring to have a smoke and maybe do a little eavesdropping. As I'm puffing away grandly and starting to get lost in my head. Like, this Not is... puffing away grandly. Like, this is so gay. Like, I'm just like, this is so me. Just like at a party. And like I'm just smoking like... and you're like in a new like members only <laughs> jacket. Members only jacket. It's 2003, I'm at the Bowery Hotel. It's 2007. Um, as I'm puffing away grandly, some guy starts hitting me and screeching in a foreign tongue. My immediate thought is, I'm being pounded on by an envious party maggot because I look so fetching tonight. I'm wrong. Your gut is on fire, the accented pretty boy is screaming as he swats my sleeve until the flame is out. Her blondness had been accidentally flecking her burning cinders onto my coat. My plush cover-up is on loan from the top vintage boutique in Los Angeles. It's like, Everything is just like a loaned insane feather coat. <laughs> Back to the hair, it becomes so it's curly and like mullet in the 80s, and then it turns into kind of like an asymmetrical, almost electro clash. Like lower, like side bangs. Yeah, side bangs, shorter but it's also on one being side. Very like, feathered in mom in this way. Yeah, it's like it's fair Fawcett, but Kate Goslin. But it's like, yeah, but it's this short, like. It's, but it's also just like bikini kills somehow. Like. <laughs> It's it is really insane. Okay, well let's just talk about the hair and let's the face. Yeah, okay, and like, let's so, get into it. So Stephen Kodrakar is a crazy looking person. <laughs> I think he has maybe genetically the gayest face that science has produced. Yes. And we talk about a lot how like gay face just is, is genetic. Is you were born with gay face if you are gay. Yeah. And I and I think that like Like uh, you have a bigger Forehead. Forehead. And I have a small mouth, so I can't give blowjobs. Right, exactly. <laughs> a dick will not fit in there. And that's okay. And, you know, gay guys have pronounced Adam's apples and, like, all this stuff and, like, and big gay teeth or tiny gay teeth. But yeah, yeah. normal size <laughs> teeth are usually not the vibe. And he has, like, the largest gay teeth in history. He has more teeth than I've ever seen. He does look like a beautiful horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really... A and Palomino, like, if you will. Shout out by Miranda Lambert's new album, Palomino, and out he now. Would, and he would like say this about himself. Yeah. He's always being just like, I look like Steven Tyler. Like, I look like Rod Stewart. Like, I look insane. Right, he looks like these straight rock stars who were doing a more femme thing. Because he, he's like, I've got like the biggest mouth this side of the Mississippi. And like, has huge lips in the Steven Tyler way. But here's the thing. So Stephen Kotokaro references his hair like almost every page. Obviously, it's like his biggest issue and like his biggest insecurity. And he had really and like I relate to this deeply. And well, it makes gay guys like you go to it's like you overdo it. Then you go to the iron, you go to the keratin, you yeah. over process. I mean, I've kind of like in this thing where I just like, you know, I usually just let it sit there and I mostly try to cover it with a hat after I get out of the shower and then it kind of mats it down. But there is still a bit of a wig and a bang that we yeah, that we know and your that I panic do. with the post shower hat is <laughs> <laughs> it's it's no it can be calm but it is very just kind of like I'll see you post shower like looking for the hat and it's kind of like if you're you can't find the hat post the shower it's yeah. just it is kind of like crazy ravenous beaver like looking <laughs> to burrow. <laughs> when you see the ticking time bomb, you're like, we better yeah. find that hat. Yeah, better find the hat. Or it's not going to be a good. But he basically does this thing where it's like he has this like curly kind of fun hair in the 80s, and he's like has this Jewish mane. 
that he just decides to start taming forever. And he just like flat irons it forever. And he's still flat ironing. And he's still flat ironing. And it really looks insane. It looks so stiff yet and dry. And he's always talking about like, and honey, like uh, when when JLo's hairdresser gave me the secret product so that my hair wouldn't be frizzy, I said, how much time do you have? Because I only got 12 hours. It's always just like he's always terrified that the frizz is going to start back up again. And is just like always looking for a way to tame it. And it's just like, maybe just let it be and it'll be fine. I wonder if he went to Justin Anderson because it's like, uh, or like a Ken, who's Jessica Simpson's hairdresser. Ken Paves. Yeah, like a Paves, like what one of these other gays like would say. But I feel like almost in the way that he's probably like talking to all these random women being like, you need to let loose and let me take over. Okay, but so then at the very end of the book, he's like, what would my own like fan fiction be like? And, like, the book ends with him being, like, he gets, like, a record contract and he actually gets to be a rock star because, like, that's kind of, like, what informs his style of always wearing, like, right, he wants to be a, a tight Tyler. t-shirt and, like, insane buka jeans and, like, a fur coat. He toured the world and sang his heart out every night to thousands of adoring fans who wanted to sleep with him. Then he took the $50 million, minus a small amount for personal expenses, and donated it to a foundation that bankrolled the projects of creative misfits. He moved to Paris and became a respected poet. He so let his also? hair air dry and never had to flat iron his naturally tousled mane again. Did you start sobbing when you read this? I did, because I was like, wait, that's so beautiful. And all that he wants deep down is to never flat iron again. Yeah. But he like can't stay away. You can't stop. That's what it. Di- that isn't. And that's like, what the sign of madness is. And I like you had know this, it's wrong. You know it's wrong. But you keep doing it. And I had the same feeling when we read Andre Agassi, and he talked about the shaving. like shaving his head and how it was this like really cathartic moment that he was finally able to be free of his insecurity around his hair. And I thought one day I'll be able to do that and just and just literally it. just shave it and just be like it's over. It's all over. Probably, it's so you to be like, well, I want to become a rock star, but not like really want to become, like, you want to say you want to become a rock star, but you don't actually want to become a rock star. I really star. just want to be rock, like a retired rock star living in Paris. <laughs> yeah, living in Paris and like writing a book of satirical poems <laughs> at, the, at a cafe looking over the sun. One thing I want to say about him, he gets so wasted at his um, bar mitzvah where he chugs like oh, 30 whiskey sours. Yeah, at Ruby Foods. <laughs> <laughs> Which I really want to go to Ruby Foods. I've there was one at the Arsenal Mall, I want to say. Boston Heads, like, speak up. I Okay, that's another thing I want to say. Like, he's such an alcoholic in this very normal gay way where he's always like, so honey, I was backstage at the pavilion chugging vodka tonics <laughs> waiting for Angie Harmon to come meet me and then he's like and it's 2.45 sure so we're at the in style party but you know I'm all all I'm thinking about is getting to the Vanity Fair party <laughs> and at first I was wondering I was like oh is he actually random like keeping it in control gay and sober because it's like he has to get to hair and makeup at no, 5.30 he's too messy. and then when he was like oh I'm having like <laughs> so many vodka talks I was like oh you're just so wasted and also like have an amazing tolerance like a Canadian Romanian Jewish tolerance where you've had like now like 19 vodka sodas yeah. and like everything is sponsored by Sky Vodka that day yeah no there's a lot of Sky in here but he's like keeping it together and like not becoming an insane alcoholic No, uh, yeah, it's so like, much liver damage yeah I think he's having like just a normal gay amount of like seven vodka tonics <laughs> yeah I think no it's a normal gay seven <laughs> yeah and he's not doing that every single night. No, it's like awards night. And I just also love him just being like, ugh, in style awards, gotta get out of here. <laughs> no, it's always the most B-list event. I mean, it's always, okay, 
every story in this book is like, so I'm wearing a blazer. Yeah, like, it's like, when is he not in a velvet Roberto It's always Cavalli in a Cavalli velvet, velvet blazer. And they're just like, and I couldn't decide whether to wear the Versace blazer. Sorry, Donatella, don't hate me. Like, every single story is like, and then I'm waiting for my Cavalli blazer while I'm in traffic, trying to get to the Shrine Auditorium for the InStyle pre-show awards. <laughs> and, and my blazer isn't ready. And everything, <laughs> all the chapters start just like 2.45 p.m., the 405 pre- Nickelodeon Choice Kids VH1 Awards. Yeah, it's very just like, and I told Amanda Bynes she looked great. She didn't say anything. <laughs> so much for her. <laughs> Celebrity Book Club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. Okay, so he's in Montreal. He starts doing a fake psychic character on like a radio show. And then he starts working, wait, for like... Well, we worked for Just for Laughs. He wor- yeah. As like, a pr- as like a PR person. And he was like, I was so bad at my job because I would arrive late to every single event because I was like deciding what blazer to wear. <laughs> and then someone, he gets fired, but it's so fabulous. And his boss is like, honey, like you shouldn't be organizing. You're not like a booker. Like, you should be in front. You should be in front of the camera. Well, it's very true. And it's like, I think, you know, you and I are the same way. Where it's like, we are too gay for an office. Well, that is the thing I feel like when I got out of college, you know, and I was like, well, I know I want to work in television and film. So I thought, like, the normal just, like, thing to do is become, like, a production girl an office and I was like wait a second like I don't I'm not meant to just like write emails no, and you're like not. spreadsheet you can't no I'm you're for the capable. front of the camera you're a wild a wild un- beast absolutely untamed beast not meant to be like Heather this is Heather yeah 
And like every job he has that's like not just like being sassy and fabulous on camera, he fails at. And then he, but then when he's in LA, he when he writes a column for Bang magazine (laughs) called The Young and the Guest List, which I'm obsessed with. No, every job he has, like I want. Oh wait, I don't have the passage, but one of his jobs was inspecting Goofies. Did you? It's like you just open the book to like a random page and hope that you're going to land on it. This line just. Absolutely random. Every little Jewish Romanian prince has a big red carpet moment. In the Jewish religion, your bar mitzvah is a religious ceremony followed by a party to signify leaving boyhood at age 13 becoming a man. Even if your legs are as smooth and hairless as Sarah Michelle Geller in a slit <laughs> evening gown, you go to Hebrew school and learn the prayers. And it's like, what? <laughs> no, the amount of like 03 references that look, it's like chock full of that. <laughs> Her legs are as smooth as Sarah Michelle Keller. Um, no, I just meant to say he, one of his jobs was inspecting goofy costumes, which feels very me. Oh, oh when he worked at Disney. Yeah, and like goofy dolls. And he was like, sorry, but some kids got some goofies with fucked up noses. But it's not my <laughs> yeah. fault. Hope they didn't scare you too much. Moving on. I was too busy wearing Roberto Cavalli blazers. And then he'll be like, oh, can you believe I was wearing that? totally garbage polyester shirt and then it'll be a photo of him like today in the same shirt and he's like look at me in my vintage poochie shirt yeah no it's, <laughs> it's very like, the style hasn't like, changed the style hasn't changed at all you're still wearing just like the tightest insane pattern shirts and like flare jeans and have your just like full like crazy Kate Gosland <laughs> flat iron hair <laughs> and he's like yeah I made some crazy mistakes sorry I thought I was Lenny Kravitz but I looked more like an escapee from a mental asylum okay um, can I read the Jennifer Tilly quote that he <laughs> pulled in his short tenure at um, Us Weekly? Yeah. My first article was about Tom Ford's arrival at Gucci. Five people wrote in quotes this article, and I contributed one sentence. <laughs> when you see Tom's things, says actress Jennifer Tilly, a fan, <laughs> there's almost an uncontrollable, I've got to have it feeling. As a stranger, you just gather the quotes and send them to the editors who make all the pros all pretty. It's like, yeah, the folks over there at Us Weekly making yeah, the that pros. gorgeous pros. You don't get to write anything. I got the Jennifer Tilly quote. Still, to me, this was a gigantic accomplishment. I mean, if I was able to land a Tilly quote, no, it would be, be huge, huge like, for me. Absolutely put it on your tombstone. Um, so he works his way up from us. He gets fired. And then... Does and he get, like, the he, like, people job? He, like, has job? lunch with that, like, people woman, and she's like, you should try writing for us, like, and do style things. And then he's, like, doing kind of, like, the Style Watch column and, like, making so many puns and just being, like, uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Like, like, <laughs> like Carrie Ann Moss is wearing so much green, she looks like she's covered in moss. Like, <laughs> Okay, and then she read the part about the dinner with Salma Hayek. Oh, where she talked about being in the sauna with Ashley Judd, and Ashley Judd was so comfortable being nude. And yeah. Salma Hayek like, wasn't comfortable. And I was like, okay, fab of Ashley Judd to be so like, whatever, this is my body. This is me. But then Salma, no, the thing about that dinner, though, was like, at Jeff, Jeff Zucker's house, which, by the way, Jeff Zucker's name is mentioned every Every page yeah. in this book. Well, it's very former head of NBC. Yeah, because his whole career is in that like portion where of that like portion of media history where it's just like there was like such a sort of conglomeracy around like a couple, NBC, NBC, and, and there was like so many different like streams where they would be like putting. <laughs> 
like the, he was like always doing a Today Show segment and then being shuffled into like the night like nightly e report segment right. and then like being used and so and like they had such a budget to be sending people to like Milan to do like Today Show Fashion Week reporting, which is so insane for like Can Con. It's like that's so like the t- that money is gone. No, it's like Barbara Bush is not sending like like or Jenna Hager Jenna, Bush. Jenna sorry, Hager it's Jenna Bush, Hager Bush, Bush. is not sending like. A correspondent to Milan for fashion. Milan <laughs> to talk about like Tom Ford's new show. But Salma Hayek at this Zucker dinner, and he's so offended. Even though it's like, well, obviously Salma is thinking that. She turns to him and she's like, "Don't put this in one of your little articles." And she's being so like looking down on him because and, and he's, he's like, a people writer. And, and he's, he's like, like, "How dare she say that?" And he's like, "So I never spoke a word of it until now." Sorry, Salma. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, when he calls P. Diddy the ultimate good time, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, okay. And he's like, P. Diddy was always taking his shirt off to get people to dance. And then he sought me, he sent me a free bottle of like Prosecatino, like out of Miami club. (laughs) And then he's like, sorry, I'm going to call JLo a slut 90 times in this book. (laughs) (laughs) She went from little slut to little princess. (laughs) And he's like so nervous the first time he calls JLo a slut on TV. And then he's like, and he was like, and I kept checking my blinds to see if P. Diddy was going to come kill me. Well, he never did. And after that, I just let it rip. <laughs> Shaking in the velvet blazer. Okay, I do feel like he randomly has a huge dick. Yes. Because yes, A, he has yes. big dick face. Thank you, yes. B, he talks big about it in nose, this- Big nose, big teeth. In this random way where he's always, always being just like, and honey, yeah, it's called a male thong. Like, I don't think men should have panty lines either, but let's just say I wasn't getting the support I needed. And then Matt Lauer said, well, you've got quite the package going on. <laughs> uh, suffice to say, I burned the pants after that. Sorry, Roberto. <laughs> no, I also can see him, like, having a guy over, and it's just like- you think he's going to be the bottom because he's the biggest fag in the world, and then he's just throwing them down on the bed and just oh, like absolutely. railing yeah, him all top, the way uh... back to Romania. <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely very just like obsessed with Matt Lauer again, NBC fam, and he's like he talks away also in this Kathy Griffin way about these just random like male interviewers like a David Letterman and Matt Lowry he's like Matt totally gets it right and he and, and he was nicest just, guy in the business just, okay yeah. and he was just cracking up and I was giving it to him and he was giving it to me back and Katie got it and they were amazing no the way he says people get it, he's like I'm sorry like <laughs> um Jennifer Tilly is just down to earth okay <laughs> yeah. Callista Flockhart I don't think so, so she just- can suck it <laughs> But yeah, his list of like who's nice on the red carpet and who's not. He's always like, Cameron can take it. Like Hillary Swank, she can take it. Callista, huge bitch. Yeah, he calls Callista a demon of the red carpet. Um, along with Madonna, and obviously, like Madonna is so humorless and is just like, I cannot speak to you. Okay, wait, this is a rhythm. Helen Hunt. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> testy, testy, testy. How can someone be so cranky and uptight while wearing a free Gucci ground? Silk charmeuse is enough to plaster a smile on my face for an entire day. <laughs> Calling like, Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt being testy. Koju's face now is just classic, like, Lisa Rinna, gay filler. He looks like 
Lisa Rinna. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like Lisa <Rinna>. And that's <laughs> cool. I was watching some random, must have been like 2011 clip of him on like a different morning show about him launching his website, styled by StephenCodricard.com. And he was promoting, he was like, I'm a stylist, I'm a host, and now I'm a digital entrepreneur. Okay, wait. <laughs> okay, well, okay, I'll wait. just finish what he says in the styled by, where he has this girl on who's going to be like on the Food Network. And he was like, and she she asked me, is this dress appropriate for a food meeting? And I said, oh, honey, no. You can't be showing the sleeves. And he goes, and he's like, but what's her name? Giada? And he, and they're like, Giada? And he's <laughs> like, anyway, yeah, she's going to be taking Giada to task. Her food is amazing. And he's putting her in like a, just a cap sleeve dress. And he's offering, he's like, so I offer 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and hour consultations. And honey, if the credit card clears, you own me. Can I say, though? Him being a digital entrepreneur, he's still really funny. Yeah, he's so funny. Um, His, like, Instagram is, like, he's still, like, taking to task, like, just, like, the Met Gala. And, like, he's literally making funny jokes and is doing commentary that no one else is doing. And I'm kind of like, okay, literally go off. Like, I mean, I funny. hope this episode, like, kind of brings him back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we can have a renaissance. <laughs> um, Because, and he's, like, still, and he's making fun of himself. And he's, like... I'm on his Instagram. This post that has eight likes, which is... <laughs> iconic. <laughs> Absolutely iconic. And it's just him, like, tearing down St. Vincent for her Grammy's <laughs> Wait, yes. look. Which I love. I'm yes. like, thank you. No one is tearing no down St. Saint- no, I'm, it would just be like... And he goes, Liberace Cabana Look Palm Springs 1968. St. Vincent and Blight on Humanity Gucci teamed up to destroy fashion. And not destroy in the way the fashion kids use the word. Is that a candelabra in your pocket? Stop. Yeah. We are like, how does this only have eight legs? This how is brilliant. Is it, like, no one else taking no one down else is doing Vincent. this. And everyone's, and like, the only commentary you hear now, I feel, is like, it's like so Diet Prada, just being like, and I love her work and she's amazing. And I don't think that this pink works. And like, the tailoring is like a little off on this piece. And I, I'd like to see her like showcasing like more Hungarian designers. But it's like, <laughs> it'd be like Brad from whatever Rachel Zoe project being like, we're seeing a lot of red on the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like this Antony level observation. <laughs> You're like, cool, you see colors. Cool, you fucking dumbass Brad. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Kojo is still literally slain. Kojo is queen. I will say his hair now is being a little bit more like, I, you know, it's super, he actually kind of looks like Patti Smith now, which is kind yes. of cool. No, it is. And he is doing leather jacket and the hair is actually looking like more naturally tousled and it's not so Ryan Seacrest like fried. I wonder what he thinks of Seacrest. Is okay. he like, he gets it. <laughs> so he actually, it's really funny to say that. Okay. He posted a photo of Seacrest April 18th. Oh. And it's Seacrest in this double-breasted, like, dark green suit. So here for this fab moment in men's fashion with guys <laughs> serving a bold color and even bolder, super sharp vibe. Bravo, Ryan Seacrest, on this debonair green double-breasted dandy mood. Oh, R.S., do you remember when I was on your talk show in the tightest jeans ever seen on a young sylph and my circulation stopped and the paramedics had to be called? XO Kojo. <laughs> He's there to be like, Gwena's boobs sag and Madonna's mean. But I don't think, I feel like he has this very like 90s Hollywood gay code glass closet. (laughs) But it's also like he isn't mentioning. He literally never talks about his sex life. He like never. And he's like, yes, I am an openly homosexual man. But he does not talk about coming out of the closet at all. 
No, which is kind of cool. I mean, I actually, okay, I totally agree, and I think it's awesome in punk that he's not being so chaste and Buttigieg and just, like, writing this book about being, it's like, I came out. It's like, bitch, no one cares. It's, and like, it's like, I think it's you. like we knew, like, his Transylvanian yeah. mom, like, got no, it. No, I think, and of course, if this book were written today, the editors would have never let him not put the coming out story Mm-mm-mm. in. And they would have been like, and please talk about your work with the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2015. <laughs> right, yes. And like, and do talk about like your position on abortion rights and talk about your coming out story. Like they would just have to make it like this fake, weird, this like, fake, like feel good fodder. And they would like, and they would not like, let him just have a bitchy, fashion just like have a bitchy fashion. But like, and I love the part where he was just like, that's so, better than coming out. That's just being that's gay. Just that's being just gay. living out loud. Living out loud. Yes. And it's like he at one point he's just like, honey, like I was built for fluff. And it's just like, thank you. Yeah, this is what this is. It's red carpet diaries. Celebrity book club. Hey fellow commuters, how do you get through all those chores and creative projects? Podcasts. But do you want more of us? Well, subscribe to patreon.com slash CBC the pod, because you'll get two episodes a week of Celebrity Book Club with Lillian Steven. That's right. Bonus episodes come out Friday. Regat Wednesday. Sub now. Here's a clip from this week's episode. So we pull up the menu and one crab, one single crab. They're classic in the garlic butter. Say it with me. $75. And it was like, and I could tell that the the menu... Roberto Cavalli segment blazer. How does she live? What does she eat? What What does does she she wear? wear? Okay, what does she eat? Can I say it? Duck wrap? I know you let me just say that he is so Wolfgang Puck airport duck wrap. Yeah. No, yes to Wolfgang Puck. She's Get not a vegetarian. Favorite. He's also so us. Like, I feel like he's so me at every, like, political fundraiser where I am so, like, shoving shrimp into my purse. Yeah, no, I think he's shoving shrimp in the purse, bringing the Tupperware, and then is like, oh, mama, I shouldn't have had the shrimp last night. <laughs> yeah, he's having explosive he's at diarrhea this... at just, like, the side press room. And I think he's not VH1 eating Kids for, Choice like, Awards. hours because he's, like, fitting into the, his, like, skin-tight Cavalli and then at the in-style after afters, he's like... Finally, <laughs> I can have the shrimp. <laughs> yeah, and he's having like a Diavolo fettuccine. <laughs> he's definitely just like, yeah, big. Cobb Diavolo. Big cobs, <laughs> big plates. Yeah, and it's like, it's, I've had his, you know, his parents, they had like hardy Romanian. When he goes home, he's like, Mom, I'm not going to have your liver. And then like does have a Romanian Because he, he is kind of anorexic in high school for that moment when he starts dealing. Oh, dealing speed. <laughs> dealing speed to the other girls. Cause he's like, Which again, he buys when he goes to Plattsburgh for his like Western wear shopping trips. He sees an ad in a magazine for like, what was it called? Like Trim Spa or one of those things yeah. that was like such a diet pill. And he like gets a huge supply of it and starts dealing to all the girls. And then he was like, so I'm cracked out and shaking like 24 hours a day. And he's like skin and bones and like he goes to the prom with this like girl and they like don't just give him the photos and he's like and I realized they didn't give me the photos because like I made her look so big because she was already like a big lacrosse girl and he was like such a skinny faggot. Right, which makes me also think that girl was a lesbian. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> then at one point I, I was like, oh, too. was she hiding a pregnancy? But it was like, no. That That's was what I thought that scene was too. It I also thought... so could have been her hiding a pregnancy and, and him, him being so gay and being like, faggot. oh, so you destroyed the photos because I look disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, she was a teen mom. <laughs> she was literally a teen mom. Um what does he wear? I mean, he's just still wearing still insane Cavalli, fur coats Cavalli. and Cavalli. And just like... And everything is like moose fur, mink, dyed pinks. I, I guess what is insane about him is that he's always like... He is pretty like cutting and and, and accurate for the most part about, I think, like what people look good in. And like, but his style but is his style is insane. out of control. It's out of control and it's never changed. And it's just like... He, it's like Lenny Kravitz doesn't even really look good in what he wears. And it's like, you really don't look, it's like, he would look so much better in some different silhouettes. Yeah, if he just tried like a slightly looser pant. Slightly looser pant and like a slightly looser tee. Because it's like, he has, and I say this as someone who has a huge head. It's like, (laughs) he has a large head. And he's also still doing this, like, some of the shirts are probably are like, so Fred Siegel and the $2,000. I'm buttoning them all the way down because he's like, my concave chest is my best feature. (laughs) That's great that you love your concave chest and just like I would too and I've always wanted just like an insane concave chest but like I think that you should actually kind of like you should wear more of like a big T that hangs off of you and imply the concave rather than just show it. Well almost if he went a little more 80s like it would be fun to see him still yes in a vintage poochie shirt but a little bit like bigger and literally he knows this because he'll say like and I started dressing like Prince and like suffice to say like I didn't look as good as Prince did and it's like yeah because Prince is like five foot one no he gives the same like review to him that he is giving all these like plain chains where he's like cover up your arms and he's like oh I wish I could look like Prince I wish I could look like Rod Stewart right and like then he's like and I was looking at his Instagram where he's doing all his like really like cutting accurate (laughs) fashion journalism and he'll be like, I'm so tired of the like cutout trend. Like it looks so cheap. And it's just like, oh true. And he's just like, like Nicole Kidman, like send this dress back to like the trash compactor in Transylvania where it came from. And it's like Yeah, she should. But then he's still wearing just like the most the just same nineteen ninety eight Kitson. Like he's so Kitson. No, he's Siegel Kitson, like tight, tight, like cut off tank. Again, like tiger striped blazer and then on this again on this weird segment where he was pushing his website he was wearing like just like a cheap polka dot button up and like a pink skinny tie yeah and it's like what is I also think he's also obsessed with like he did that gay thing that I did where I like overpluck my eyebrows in high school overplucking over frying and, and it's like, like he's just like and thank you to Anastasia for keeping my brows in line for the past 30 hundred years and it's just like you would look better if you had a stronger brow, in my opinion. The hair, the hair dysmorphia, where yeah. you're like, okay, you know, burnt here, and, less here. And I remember because I thought the same thing, where I was just like, I have such a big nose that I need to have like more shapely, like more like arched eyebrows to I make mean, up for again, it. Again, this is it's all crazy of your theories. Dysmorphia, where you're always telling me to. I mean, I know you're going to stand by this, but it's like, well, I'm right about that, and you know, I am. I already know what you're going to say, but <laughs> <laughs> my healed. But I no, I'm saying I was wrong yes. about my eyebrow thing in high school. I get it now. Like, I need like as bushy eyebrows as I can have, like just because they're sexy in general. And I'll and I'll say that for anyone. We all know. I mean, we all know big eyebrows are in right now. Whatever. That's not and like revolutionary for me to say. And I've been rocking them since day one. And you know, my grandmother, you know, she plucked and plucked and then they never grew back. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, a lot of people made that mistake. They in did. the early 2000s. Or the tw- 1920s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you were trying to be like Greta Garbo. 
Anyway, he's still dressing um, in a really insane insane. way. Well, on the cover, by the way, he's wearing like a full Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat suede patchwork with like beaver fur, huge flared jeans, boat neck black top and platforms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the flares are. I mean, he looks like he's on the first season of the L Word here. (laughs) Rolling into the planet. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, how does he live? Do you think it's so like Janice Dickinson marble floors, like tufted white bed? Because he loves yes. leather. Yeah, I think and there's I, a lot of leather. And, and I can I think picture like a white lacquer bed with like white tufted bed. And it's headboard. huge cow print um, rug. Like, and then like zebra print pillows. Yeah, like it's Bobby Trendy, but like a little less. Yeah. A little less. Oh, just a, t- just a, a tiny bit less. Because then he's always just like like posting a photo on his Instagram of just like, you know, Emily Blunt and just being like, thank you, Emily Blunt, for getting the memo that less is more. Right. So I bet like there are some pieces that are just like randomly like suburban Romanian Jewish. In oh, apartment. just like the most like weird, like embroidered, like... Like blanket over a chest, yeah, over some chest, and he's like, "My mom gave me this amazing plates," but then the rest is like white lacquered leather headboard, and they're all like custom pieces. He is ordering from Italy. I also want to say, like, he owns an apartment. I'm just like, does he have a house? I'm wondering what Do you rent the <laughs> worth, the net worth, and the income situation is. Because it's like, I'm sure he had like a really fabulous contract yeah. in 2002 with Definitely. NBC. And if he invested well and saved well. And it's very that thing where it's just like, are you the kind of gay who had a finance friend who was like, you need to invest? And, like, and he just like bought an apartment that was an amazing investment and now it's worth so much. Or was he being I'm hoping also he so, did. I'm hoping he did, but he also could have been so gay and just like was literally spending it all on, on blazers. On blazers. <laughs> and then. Well, you know when that revelation comes when they hire him, they hire him a stylist for some show and he's like so confused because he's like, wait, this is so easy because I spend nine hours of my day choosing blazers. So now someone will choose my blazer. Yeah. And he's like, I have so much time now in the day. <laughs> <laughs> There's like. A framed oh, blazer that he wore at like the 2003 Vanity Fair Awards. I mean, that's that he what keeps like on the mannequin. that's what like what's his name Bobby from Queer Eye would do if he like redid his house. <laughs> right, he's like you we, love fashion, right? And like they would like frame all of his like invites to the Kids Choice Awards in 2002, <laughs> yeah. like on a wall of framed invites. Uh, I feel like it's maybe more there's a drawer in the office that's full of the invites. Okay, drawer of invites. And then, like, frame photo of him and Donatella. Yeah, I think there's a couple frame photos of him and Donatella. And, like, because in the photo section of this book, also what I love is that he writes over and over again, photo courtesy of the author. And it's just like, and again, photo courtesy of the author. It's like, we didn't need the photo credit. And it's like three photos of him and Angie Harmon, who is also a Republican, by the way. Angie Harmon is. Yeah. Although I'm sure Angie Harmon is like so like never Trumper. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Quickly, who are you in the book? You are Stephen Kojukaru. <laughs> this book is written by me. <laughs> it's written by you, Stephen. Stephen. Um, I am <laughs> the girl that asks you to prom. No. <laughs> are you the like angry landlord in Beverly Hills who like makes him sleep in the garage? <laughs> oh yeah, who's like. 
Okay, I'll give I'll give you this room. It's above a garage. <laughs> no, you're Angie Harmon. I'm Angie Harmon. I'm you're married a, to a football player. I'm a Republican you're a star. Republican <laughs> like you literally are. <laughs> and you're putting me in just a beautiful silk dress. No, and we're literally. I'm just being like, um, hi. Literally, I'm marrying you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, get rid of your husband. <laughs> Fine by me. Um, okay, I give this book um, five sequined mink Roberta Cavalli blazers out of five. Yeah, no, I give this book literally six copy boots out of five. It's an incredible read. It's, it's an incredible length. It's 160 pages. Every <laughs> The length is slaying me, honey. <laughs> it's prose. It's it's prose. It's Us Weekly prose. And I think it's also time, hello, E, producers, if you're listening, let's bring Kojo Karu back Thank you. into some sort of like red carpet commentary position, create a new position for him. He is still really funny. He still has it. And I think that he would really benefit from like a video segment where you could just like Edit give him together dresses. his best quips and like give him stuff to say. He would really nail it. NBC Freeform. Yeah, Let's Freeform. Get, get on it. Get on it now. Okay, um, we're ready for the Kojo Renaissance. We are, and we're starting it today. Join us in the revolution. Next week, you will be treated to none other than Untamed by Glennon Doyle, wife of Abby Wambach, live from San Francisco, the city of. It's not the city of brotherly love. That's Philadelphia. No. It's a gay city. It's a gay city, <laughs> and you'll hear all about the city and how to become untamed next week. Uh, oh. oh, and uh, stick around um, for Friday's VIP Lounge, where we're going to talk about San Francisco. Talk about tour in LA. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be wild. Best. Best. Celebrity Book Club is presented by the fabulous Prologue Projects. They look amazing in a shift dress. The show is produced by Benjamin Fritsch, who has the most stunning legs I've ever seen, with editorial support from Leon Napok. How does he pull that hair off every day? If I could do it, I would give away my firstborn. Andrew Parsons, who is, oh, I don't know, God's gift to women. And Madeline Kaplan, who has a closet I would kill for. And when I say kill, I mean murder. Our production manager is Persia Verlin. She bought me my very first first stole. I'll never forget it. And when I say bought, I mean I stole it. That's right. I stole a stole. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horst. Uh, he's basically what I aspire to be. That's right. A rock star. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips and Y. I saw him coming out of a bathroom at the 2003 Milano Pepperidge Farm Awards in Philadelphia. And wow, I can just say he looked like he'd had a pretty fun time in there. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CBDCBot. I know it's weird. Hello, we all have to do it. I'm even on TikTok these days. It's wild. I don't like to do what the kids are doing, but at the same time, I think they're amazing. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. That's right. We're doing podcasts now. It's the new millennium. Uh, Whatever happened to Y2K? I thought all the computers were going fried. Leave us a review and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Yeah, if you even have any of those. And don't forget to subscribe on Patreon.com for access to the VIP Lounge. If you know me, if you know me at all, you know that the only place I want to be is a VIP Lounge. That's right. The lounge within the lounge. The room within the room where all the celebrities are. I'm talking Tom, Nicole, George, Julia. That's right. The big four, sweetheart. Get in that lounge. See Patreon.com slash CBC The Pot. I'm not going to tell you again. XO Kojo. Thank you. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.